My name is Brenda and I am a storyteller and a writer. My stories restore our innocence and love. And so I created this space to talk about all things family, relationships, intimacy, love, and living life from our hearts. get into it, identifying our needs, and taking the train back, way back into our childhood, and making the necessary stops in our memory banks to discover what our needs were, and how they are the same needs we have now. So there are three ways, three avenues, three approaches that I found have helped me uncover what my needs were as a child. And the very first one that was screaming at me, because if you know me, you know. If you know, you know. (laughs) I have a very close relationship to my grandma and I love her so much we are like two peas in a pod and um, a lot of her life I'm reflecting in my own and in my journey in becoming who I am and so the very first avenue to exploring what your needs are is exploring your relationship to your grandparents and your elders and the relatives you really gravitated towards as a child. Because as children, we really did have that favorite auntie or (laughs) that favorite family member that we were just focused on. We wanted to be around all the time. Um, We were just really attentive to. And that's important. That is so important because outside of school, we're always learning and we're actively choosing what we want to learn and who we want to learn from. And so those relatives, I'm sure you're having certain relatives come up in your mind already. Those relatives are the ones that as a child, you are like, I like you. I value your experiences. I want to learn from you. We choose our study and focus outside of school all the time, all the time. And as far as our grandparents go, they have a different relationship to us than our parents do, as we do them. Um, I feel like our grandparents really, really, truly see us 
Um, they don't have the emotional the emotional attachments that a parent would. So it's like they're far enough that they could see us as a whole person, but still close enough to have a, a very sacred relationship. And so they leave us context clues to our own heart's song. Like what is imprinted on our heart that our grandparents can see and that our relationship with them has really fostered in every interaction, every conversation, every story told. Um, They hold all the secrets and all the gold. So whether they are here on the earth plane, whether they have transitioned, they definitely exist for us to give us these keys and these context clues and um, help us out, really help us out. And they wouldn't be wanting to be doing anything else. I'm sure, I'm sure of it. Because the way my grandma shows up for me, (laughs) I'm like, so you were just waiting. Yes, so that is the number one avenue, exploring the relationships in your childhood to your elders and the relatives that you were drawn to. I had an Auntie Martha um, that I would always, always seek for stories about her relationships, her sexcapades. And she would tell me everything, everything. (laughs) And our relationship made it so that I felt comfortable asking her these questions. And I could imagine she felt honored to be able to share her experiences in that way. Um, Maybe she didn't have any other place to express these experiences maybe she had um, shame around her sexuality and her relationships with men but my curiosity and wonder gave her that outlet to share and um, educate and guide me so that I have the discernment that she may not didn't have, I wasn't able to practice. Um, I'm also giving myself, taking risks and giving myself opportunities to play and explore in that way. So, yeah, yes, I would definitely, definitely encourage you to really take a look into those relationships and examine the people in your lives that were just illuminated in your child, childlike mind. Now I could say with my grandma, um, me seeking her for her guidance and solace really 
I feel like every time she is by my side and I am communicating with her and listening to what she has to say, it brings me such peace, such peace. And so my need as an adult is to have that sacred time and space where I am connecting with her and receiving whatever she has to tell me. Um, Now, with the example of my auntie Martha, I would say that that's translated to a need of mine being um, sexual expression, freedom, exploration, and having open conversations with with my sisters um and yes it was really important to me as a little girl that she was in my life because I found that there were other people um that I couldn't ask these sort of questions to or um even feel safe enough to show that this was on my mind and it's on all of our minds as as a child so yes um what else can I say as a child she she was very just free in her sexual expression and her femininity and it was just so magical to me like okay this she may have had carried feelings of shame inside of herself but from my perspective she was just like glowing like a goddess and I was like oh yes yes (laughs) and so yeah, we we really do decide who our role models are, and um, I would say it's a mutual it's a mutual decision, just like how we choose our parents and our parents choose us. Now, before we move on to the second avenue, I would like to give you a very special practice. Choose one of those relatives that were illuminated for you, whether it was your grandfather, your aunt, your uncle, an older cousin. You are going to make them your personal hero. And so while you are working to meet your needs and establishing the discipline to meet your needs, they are going to be here as your constant reminders in a character form or a hero form. So what we're going to do is pull out the qualities in them that you are drawn to, their greatest attributes, and you're going to write it out 
on a piece of paper along with an illustration of them. You can put them in a cool superhero costume outfit. You can make them into fairies. You can, oh my goodness, the possibilities are endless. Be creative, think outside of the box, and take the time to list their best attributes. And then after, take the time to list their vices, their negative traits, their dual qualities, because with the positive also exists the negative. You're going to use your personal hero when it comes time to meet the needs that they've reminded you of. So for example, I created a fairy named Oshar, inspired by my uncle Oscar. And when I see him, I remember to declutter my space and declutter my mind when I start to feel disorganized. And I know I'm starting to feel disorganized when I become irritated and impatient and intolerant. It means I need to start clearing up some space. And that was something that my Uncle Oscar was so good at. His cleaning skills was like no other person that I knew. And so I made him into a fairy. And so whenever I see an illustration of my Uncle Oscar, aka Fairy Oshar, I remind myself that this is what I need to do for myself. Declutter my space, cleanse my mind, and um, yes. Be creative, have fun, think outside of the box. And when you're done, I would love, love to see the illustrations along with the stories of your personal hero. Happy journeying!